I'm Christina. And I'm Megan. And, and this, this is, is the, the Aftermath, Aftermath of Sex. Here we are. Hello. I hope everyone's doing really awesome and ready for, you know, some education and to be enlightened. Yeah. But first, yeah, before I have, we get into it, Christina has to tell me a story. I have to get something tell off us my, a story. Yeah. I have to get something off my chest. Get it off. Okay. Yeah, this is the spot. So let me tell you, I went into the AT&T store. Yeah. My son used to call it at and which I think is AT really and That's funny. That's cute, actually. Yeah. I just remember that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we went in, and we were getting him an upgrade because he did well in school. He pulled it together at the bitter end despite the challenges I'm that really school, high school provides a young man. Yeah. Um, and so he was getting an upgrade. And I went in to just solely do that. And this man... That was there, the salesman. The salesman, okay. I'm like, the, what man are you talking the about? The AT&T <laughs> store. He was like, oh, we'll deal with him in a minute. Let's just look at your account here. Yeah. And he was like, okay, so what do you do for a living? And so I told him I was a certified nurse midwife. He was like, is there an RN in there anyway? And I was like, well, I have an RN license. Yeah. I have to have that in order to practice. He was like, great. So I'm going to just sign you up for this other network. And so I'm on this weird network that I wasn't familiar with prior to this, but it's like a first responder network. Okay. Yeah. So it's one of these things that I had no idea was available, but um, he said, you get a discount because you're in a field where the government can call on you. <laughs> I'm like, Whoa, wait, whoa, wait, what yeah, am I signing wait, up for? Right, what am I like, signing no, for? like if it's a mass, like something Casualty really or emergency like or... some catastrophic event occurs and they shut down everybody's cell phone because I'm in the business I'm in. The government will want to use me as a first responder, which is the case in any type of hazardous, sure. you know, situation. Right. So what they do is they, they might shut down all of my family members phones, but mine will still work because they don't want to eat the towers. Right. 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 And so, um, so you get a discount because you're a first responder, but also you're getting like a different service yeah. because it's a different line. Yeah. And so you have unlimited everything and unlimited hotspot so that you're always yeah. available, which is great. And I'm going to help in a catastrophic event. Sure, I, I don't think it's likely to help happen, but I went in there for one thing. I got an upgrade on my phone and then it was like, Oh, you're, you're, do for another upgrade. You can upgrade your blah, blah, blah to the blah, blah, blah. So my husband and I, I took his upgrade. I got a better phone because I love cameras and he doesn't care so much. So the, yeah. the better the camera, the better for me. Sure. Anyway, so I got that. And then additionally, I got a watch, a new watch that I had an old watch, like I had a series five and now I have a series eight. But then what I could do was that I could change my watch, um, my old watch into my daughter's watch without her having a line. So I can GPS track her. 
That's amazing. We should be GPS tracking all of our children, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. So I can know where she is yeah. all the time. But it also gives her access to us yeah. um, on Wi-Fi so she can yeah. call people if mm-hmm. she needed to. But my point is that I went in for one thing and I came out with, with a slew things. of things. Yeah. And I was like, he's really good. He's really good. He was yeah, starting seriously. the things before I even asked for the things. Yeah. And I was like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. So you're telling me, he's like, essentially, it's the same price. We're just getting you better stuff. So everything was the same, only I got more items. So my bill is the same, except for the one-time fee that activates the device. Is that crazy? pretty impressive. I was like, all right. So I was happy that I went in and did that for my son. Yeah. I'm really interested in this first responder thing because as a registered nurse, you're not actually really considered a first responder, but somehow right. you kind of snuck in there. Well, so it's anybody with RN yeah. or an EMT. Yeah. So you just have to provide your badge that demonstrates That's that great. you work in the health field. Yeah. Because truly, if there was yeah. a, a like a disaster, yeah. a natural disaster or a catastrophic event, yeah. you are going to be somebody on the front lines. Sure. I mean, think yeah. about COVID. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. we all were expected to do things that outside of the quote unquote normal. Yeah. Um, we were expected to do this, that, and the other thing, because that's just what needed to happen. Right. And so I think that it's one, a perk, but also two, a way for the government to kind of communicate yeah. where you need to be. Yeah. And your phone's not going to get cut off if everyone else Ever, does. which is so nice. I know. Like I can still have a line. I know. Yeah. Highly interested. You should check it out. I'm going to. See. I do have a different service provider than you, but we'll see. I would think that this is, I mean, this is national. It's not. Right. I but know. I don't know. I'm going to look into it. Yeah. Anyway. Good it was stuff. interesting. all the upgrades. But then I was like, wow, did I just get played? Uh, well, <laughs> if your bill is essentially the, bill, the same. The bill is the same. And I don't think you did get played. Yeah, I don't think so. I think so. he was helping you out. Good I think customer just, service. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate anyway, good customer service. AT&T. There you go. Okay. Okay. Shout out to them. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Okay. Back to the subject at hand. Which is? Well, have you ever had a patient who thought their water broke, but it turned out they just peed themselves? Oh, have I? I know. I just want to that laugh That never happens, right Megan. Never, just, ever. It never occurs. Oh, my gosh. Everyone who thinks their water broke, it did. Okay. <laughs> and I feel bad, but I tell them it happens all the time. All the time. All the time mamas come in. They're like, all the time. well, what else would it be? Right. I didn't have to be, but there was, you know. It was there. And yeah. yeah. And they're, they're almost always. Well, I would say, I don't know. I'm thinking, I do triage a lot. So I get to like, you know. Have the yeah. Have the good conversations with mm-hmm. all these ladies, and I don't know. I'm just throwing a number out there, but probably 75 percent of the time, I'm sending them home because they peed themselves. Right. Yeah. Well, I feel like the bladder and the baby are right next to each they other, are. and if a baby kicks you, it's gonna release a little bit of urine. It is. Yeah. 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 So we're gonna talk about that. Okay. Yeah. All right, girl. So I have just a couple personal stories to share really fast. So my water did break with Michaela. Okay. My oldest daughter. Um, I was 27 weeks pregnant. Oh, shit. Right. I know. I didn't know that. <laughs> I, know. 
Oh, I was. I went in. I was actually just like. Um, Wait a minute. You were 27 I weeks? I was 27 weeks. Shut up. Yeah, I know. It was actually I'm sorry. Kind of terrifying. I had no idea. I, well, now you're going to hear that. It's because it ended like with a good outcome. Okay. Right? It wasn't anything. But I did. So here in our interior um, Alaska yeah. hospital, we don't care for 27 weeks. Yeah, babies that are born. they're too early. Babies. They're too early. Too little. Um, so I my water did break, and back then they didn't have the swab amnesia that we do now. Yeah, they just used a fern. So, um, so the difference between an amnesia yeah, and us. a fern. So an amnesia is like a little Q-tip that's long that goes in the vagina, and it can detect proteins in the amniotic fluid. Mm -hmm. And then a fern is a collection with a Q-tip. And you put that on a little slide and you can look underneath a microscope and it looks like a fern, like a, like a, a plant, plant, like the plant. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the thing is with those ferns, it's really tricky because if you miss it, because it could just be one little fern. Right. And so you have to look at the whole slide, which is just a small snippet of what's yeah. in the vagina. Yeah. Um, you can really mess up. Yeah. So those amnesias are nice because yeah. it will detect that protein yeah. more readily than a fern. Yeah. It's more like more objective. Yeah. I would say than subjective for like someone who's reading it. Yeah. So back then though, because this was 21 years ago, um, yeah. they didn't have those amnesias. And so we did have the provider who did the fern. I had a positive fern because I was just leaking a little bit. I thought I peed myself. Uh -huh. I wasn't sure it was my first baby. Yeah. I had no idea what was going on. I was very young. And I was like shopping at Walmart with a friend or something. And then it you know, always thought, happens at Walmart. I know. Why is it always Walmart? The story is at Walmart. Yeah. Okay. So my underwear was a little bit wet. And so I, I think I called my mom or something and she was like, well, you have to go in and get it checked out. I yeah. wasn't contracting or anything. And I went in and I had this positive fern. Okay. I ended up getting medevac to Anchorage. Oh gosh. How scary. Yeah, it was. It was really terrifying. Thankfully my aunt went with me. So okay. my family, my mom lived in Palmer. So she, Oh, she's close to Anchorage. So Palmer yeah. is like a, what, an hour and a half? 45 minutes. Oh, so. an hour. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Away. Yeah. And they got there many hours before I did. Right? Yeah. And they, they were actually like at Denny's. Waiting. waiting like where and are you was, we didn't have cell phones really mm -hmm. back then and stuff so um yeah they were there for many hours at denny's waiting for me to get to the hospital and i remember oh, man. vividly and i was there for a few days okay and they watched and they didn't see any more leaking so i got sent home and you weren't contracting and i wasn't contracting okay. so, so you got I, sent back to fairbanks yeah i came okay. back to fairbanks just, all right i think i spent some time with my family and then we drove back to fairbanks but um and then i was on some antibiotics mm -hmm. just in case but they kind of chopped it up to like a high leak i think okay a high leak what does that mean Megan? yeah well there can be like a little hole that can kind of develop maybe in the mm -hmm. in the sack but it can often like be like high you know higher up or it will also maybe close itself off too yeah so it can so. like almost regenerate itself yeah. like protect you from yeah staying quote-unquote ruptured if yeah, you will exactly. okay so i went from 27 weeks to 40 weeks without any Dang. I know it was very great. And so at the time I didn't understand what that meant. Yeah. But now you're like, okay. you know, after all these years, I kind of understand a little bit better what that meant. And um, I think at that time there was like a 15% um, 
like mortality rate for fetuses at that age. Yeah. And so that actually did freak me out. Yeah. Like, well, what if we're part of the 15%, but we weren't. So it's all good. I mean, 15% is a lot. It's it 15 is. out of a hundred. Yeah. That's a lot yeah. of babies. And okay. I think that with our technology now, the rate is better. Improved, but yeah. Anyway, so that happened. So then with my son, I was like really paranoid. And so I was waitressing at the spot where mm -hmm. I was eating all the biscuits and gravies and apples, <laughs> like we talked about in another episode. And I had, I, I had some moist underwear during yeah. that time. You know, I was probably sweating a lot too, but I was like super paranoid because of my previous experience. And so I went to the hospital, they did these things and it turned out that it was nothing. Right. So then I had so to it's go. Not, it's not nothing. It's not amniotic fluid. It no, could it was be discharge not or fluid. Yeah. Was it, it pee? Well, or discharge or sweat? All of the things, all of the things. It could have been know. a combination. It could have been like, who okay. knows, right? Yeah. But then I had to go back to my job and I was embarrassed, right? Because I yeah. left work in the middle of the day. You went back that day? No, no, no. The oh, next okay. day. Oh, I went okay. back the next yeah. day, but everyone's like, well, what happened? And I was like, well, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I peed myself. Anyway. You were working me too hard, so I was sweating Something in the groin. Like exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, but I was really embarrassed, yeah. you know, and, um, but now that I've been doing this for so many years, you know, it's nothing to be embarrassed about, right? No, because you, it just happens. It just happens. Yeah. Yeah. I had this patient a few years ago, many years ago, actually. And she came in complaints of everybody else, right? I have mm -hmm. this leaking, my underwear wet, um, you know, just like the telltale story. Yeah. And she, um, had a negative amnesia. And she started crying oh. because she was so embarrassed that she peed herself. Oh. And so we had to have, you know, a heart to heart. And I probably gave her a hug. And yeah. was like, please do not cry over this because most of the women walking through the store pee themselves. Right. And anyway. and they continue to pee themselves. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Even like after delivery. Yeah. It just <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like, a thing. the best of us. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to talk a little bit about about that. Yeah. So let's start with the bladder. I have a little sciencey stuff here for everybody. Okay. But in case you don't know about the urinary system, there are some primary structures. You have your kidneys, mm -hmm. okay? And these filter your urine. Right. And um, blood is sent through the kidneys where the nephrons filter the blood through tiny filters called the glomerulus. And this separates toxins such as urea, um, which is an end product of uh, the metabolic breakdown of proteins uh -huh. um, from essential substances such as potassium and sodium that we need for our okay. bodies. And it also helps to rid of excess water. Mm -hmm. So that's how your bladder fills. Um, so this glomerulus filtration is what produces the urine. So that's happening in the actual kidneys. Yeah. And then you have two kidneys, right? Yeah. And then well, have... some people. Oh, yeah. Some people have one. Yeah. You have to have at least one though. You have to have one to survive. Yeah, exactly. So um, from the kidneys come your ureters. So yeah. these are two tubes that connect to your urinary bladder. Yeah. And your bladder is really cool, actually. It's like, so cool. It's such a cool structure. Um, cause it, I'm like, it, it almost kind of reminds me of like a whoopee cushion, but with like, <laughs> without like with folds, you know what I mean? And without the noise. Without the noise. Yeah. It doesn't make Maybe the noise a little either. thinner. Yes. Than a yeah, whoopee yeah, yeah. cushion. Because the whoopee cushion is quite thick. Yeah. Yeah. Although some of those guys break. But the yeah. bladder usually doesn't. Yeah. The bladder Ooh. is amazing. Yeah. Let me tell you about this amazing bladder. Yeah. One time early on in my career, 
it was a bad, this was a bad thing I learned from it. This was a decade ago. Okay. People. Okay. So I had a patient, actually, I think it was pretty shortly after we started not capping people fully catheter, like a fully catheter in place with epidurals. We started just doing straight casts. Yeah. And I went a very long time without emptying, um, emptying a bladder. my patient's bladder. Oh no. I know. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, like I need to go empty her bladder, right? Yeah. And I'm probably pumping her you know, with fluids. And yeah. Stuff. If she, she had, had an epidural. epidural. Yeah. And so I go and empty her bladder oh, and no. I was mortified because I emptied 1800 mls. Oh, but you're supposed to like empty at 1000 at a time. Yeah. What'd you do? Well, <laughs> I just emptied, I just emptied the 1800. Yeah. And she was okay. Thank the Lord. Yes. But that was okay. Also, if you can imagine how distended her bladder that is so big it's like a big balloon so how can like you a two liter soda people two it was almost that much liters of soda in, in the bladder. bladder and how distended yeah. that was but the amazing thing okay <laughs> besides like that was not a good thing Dang. for me to do yeah um and i learned from it that yeah moment, well, and i never did that again but um, the bladder like held it. Yeah. It like, it, it like took care of it. It compensated it for your neglect. No, it I'm just kidding. It was, it was, it was, you guys don't go that long with emptying your patient's bladder. If they have an epidural, seriously, don't take like, it. Yeah. Okay. So, but, but that's like a I mean, it, the bladder's super cool. It is. Because well, what happens is you can get recoil bladder. Yes. So if it gets over distended yeah. and then you completely empty it, it will really have a hard time getting back down to its original size. Yes. So what you should do is, is empty a thousand, yeah. weigh in an hour, yeah. and then empty the, the rest. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. But still, even a thousand, that's a lot. That's a lot. It's a half liter. It is. Yeah. Well, it, no, it's, it's a liter, liter it's but a liter. it's a half two liter. A half a two liter. Like for, yeah, if you're picturing <laughs> a two liter soda, like it's yeah, still a lot of fluid. It's a lot of fluid yeah. in this tiny yeah. space, theoretically, that's exactly. in your pelvis. I know. I mean, think about that. It's amazing. It's really cool. Yeah. It's anyway. So cool. I love a bladder. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Not when so, it gives you problems. Well, that's but true. Do love it. Yeah. So Lord. as the bladder fills... You um, and the nerves within the bladder alert the person that they need to empty their bladder. Well, then you know it's fine. Yeah, yeah. So as the kidney filters, the ureters, those neuro neuro tubes, use this like peristalsis. I love peristalsis. It's like the snake like. So think of a snake moving, slithering along. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just kind of like happens. Like we don't have to think about it. it yeah, just, like happens. Peristalsis. Yeah. It's so amazing. Anyway, um, this is used to transport the urine to the bladder about every ten or fifteen seconds. Wow, I know. So that explains why people have to pee a lot sometimes. Like, like drips. Yeah, or yeah. it could be a lot. Yeah, exactly. But okay. every ten to fifteen seconds, it's putting something, putting into, something the into your bladder. Okay. Yeah. So when you have to wake up at three a.m., just think about that. Yeah. Okay, oh, the little that's the little urethral snakes are working. They are. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. So, the, the you have two sphincter muscles at the base of the bladder that contain the urine until the person hopefully makes it to the toilet. Okay, so you have a okay. sphincter, mm -hmm. and hopefully it works. It doesn't always work. <laughs> well, there's like stress that can yeah. create. Cause, yes. Yeah. The stress incontinence. And so um, 
I'm going to talk about that. Maybe not. But anyway, so, um, but hopefully you can, you know, control your bladder, but not always we can, especially yeah. when you're thinking about growing a human. Well, right? think and about a pressure. A baby sitting on this reservoir exactly. and this, this sphincter yeah. that has a relaxing hormone yeah. probably yes. contributing to its yes. looseness. Yeah. There's then an eight pound bowling ball right. sitting there and you're yeah. expected to just hold right. two liters of fluid. Exactly. No. Well, hopefully not two liters. Yeah. But yeah. Right. So it, it, it will just release itself sometimes. Yeah. Which is preferable to the bladder actually like rupturing. Yeah. We don't want to explode because that bladder was really my biggest fear. Yeah. You know? So, um, of my patients when I'm not right. doing their bladder appropriately. Yeah. Anyway, so they have the bladder has this. Oh, they're called rugae. Uh huh. Like you know, our like in the vagina. Yeah, 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 yeah. The vagina. So it the just folds. allows for the fold. So it allows for expansion. Yeah. Um, the bladder is a triangular shaped organ. In case you care, and it's held in place by ligaments. It can store about two cups of urine for several hours. <laughs> or more. <laughs> or more. Two cups. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's what it's really designed to hold. Yeah. But that amazing bladder in the rugae. You know, when we're young nurses. We learn a lot all the time every we day. We learn a lot all the time every, <laughs> every day. day. And we never do the same thing we, wrong no, again. Again. Generally speaking. Generally speaking. If you are a prudent and... um conscious nurse conscientious nurse right? yeah 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 Ugh. anyway okay so moving on <laughs> i'm thinking of so many things I that i did too. wrong i know well when i was a nursing student the number of stupid things i did but you just don't get it yet you don't you don't see the big picture you're looking at this tree yes and you're like how do i fix this tree yeah. but really there's a forest and all of it needs to be addressed exactly but you can't but you're focused there. on this tree you have no idea what the forest is doing right or, or that, that there even is a forest. There's no forest. <laughs> there's, there's one no, tree. Right. And you're focused really hard on that one tree. Yeah. So no, anyway, anyway. Okay. It'll take a while to grow. All you new nurses out there, you'll get it. Don't worry. It'll be fine. Yeah. You're going to be great. So urine, just in general, tells us a lot about our health, actually. Yeah. So normal urine can is generally like a pale yellow to a deep amber, depending on how hydrated you are. Yeah. Um. Things so like, is it lighter when you're hydrated and darker when you're dehydrated or yes. vice versa? No, what you said is true. Okay. Yeah. So the lighter it is, the more hydrated you are. So it's really funny, right? Because I'll have somebody come in and bring a urine sample and I haven't looked at it yet. It's like chilled in the bathroom waiting for me to go dip mm -hmm. it or whatever. And I'm like, hey, like, how, do you feel like you're drinking enough? Do you feel like you're hydrated? And they're like, yeah, I drink like all this water all the time. And I walk into the bathroom and it's like this deep yellow, looks like bourbon or something. <laughs> and I, I know that they're maybe not thinking they're drinking as much as they are, or they're drinking. They think they're drinking enough, enough, but they're actually not. But their body is requiring more of yeah, them exactly. based on the color of their urine. Of their well, urine. And I think in pregnancy, the volume um, necessity increases. And so if you were previously drinking 48 ounces of water, right. you need to drink yes. double that exactly. in pregnancy. And yeah. that's hard. It is really hard. And, and it's hard for people to, you have to pee all the time when you're that. pregnant. Yeah. So you're like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna drink because I'm going to pee right. 12 more times. Right. But really your body needs all of that. It needs the fluid. Yeah. yeah. It needs the fluid. But there are some things that can change the color of your urine, just, you know, which is okay. Okay. Like medications. 
Pyridium. Yeah. That's yes. a big one. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So that's like to um, help decrease symptoms of UTIs. Uh-huh. Um, Which if you're pregnant, don't, don't take that. Okay. Until you talk to your provider, because mm-hmm. if you're having symptoms, you should treat that. Treat the symptoms. Yeah. It, a lot of times pregnant women don't have any symptoms yes. of the UTI. So if you're having symptoms, yeah. that's a reason to go in like yeah. right away. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that too. Okay. Sorry. So no, you're good. It just reminds me. So um, some pigmented foods can alter the color. Mm-hmm. Color can also be a sign of disease. Like if you're having light brown or tea colored urine, you're probably having some muscle breakdown, which mm-hmm. you should, that's an emergency. You should mm-hmm. go like right now. So you should never have like light brown or tea colored urine. Yeah. Um, That makes sense. Yeah. So go get that checked out. Really just look for some like light yellow, nice and Mm -hmm. hydrated, not too smelly urine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if it has like a really foul odor, that could maybe indicate an infection or something like that. Or I find that a lot of women have increased urination. Like, you know, in pregnancy, your urination is increased anyway, but this would be like an abnormal increase in urination. And you're like, oh, there's no other symptoms. Or I just have this pressure in my pelvis. Yeah. Those are symptoms. Like that's probably an asymptomatic UTI and you should go in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that moves me into, um, like the looking at what urine can tell us. So like yeah. we test our urine. Mm-hmm. So we do urinalysis on our ladies all the time. Yeah. Right. So there's lots of different things that um, we would want to look at the urine for. Yeah. We want to look at, well, you can look at um, there's what's called their specific gravity. Mm-hmm. And so that can tell us exactly if they're dehydrated or not. Yeah. And which is more objective than my subjective analysis. That's dark. That's dark. Yeah, like, I don't think you're drinking enough water. Mm-hmm. And also this can cause dehydration can cause contractions mm-hmm. um, that aren't labor contractions, but they can be uncomfortable and annoying. Mm-hmm. And they can also cause premature labor. Yes. So um, one time many years ago, a nurse that I know, she had a gal who came in, I think she was somewhere between 24 and 26 weeks pregnant. Uh-huh. And she um, had a UTI. I believe she had a UTI. And so she gained, she got her antibiotics and stuff. And um, right before this nurse was about to discharge her, she, her family member came out into the hallway and started screaming, help, help. Oh no. That's always scary. If a family member is running out into the hall and screaming, screaming for help, help, well, you should help. Oh, so straight away. She ran down there. There wasn't anyone else around. And she's about to discharge this girl. She was about to okay. discharge her. Oh no. So she started vomiting. Okay. On the toilet. Oh no. Yes. Oh no. What you think oh, is about no. to happen happened. So she went in and she was delivering her 26 very premature oh, no. baby on the toilet. Shoot. So I know. So she grabbed the baby and we're trained to not leave the room that we start resuscitative measures in the room and we right. call for help. Well, this particular day, the call light system was failing. Oh, which no. Really doesn't happen. No. Like, very often. I don't know why. I mean, if you hear an emergency light, like Everybody, everybody's gone. Everybody is gone. To everybody that place. Runs. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's heart rate is going really fast and everyone's ready for like, you know, they're going to fan. Yeah. Well, she pushed the emergency call button and nobody came. Oh. Nobody came. She's holding this 26 26 weeks. She separated How the baby. Gary. No, seriously. So she did what anyone else would do when you don't have help. You just run. 
to help. Yes. <laughs> so she, it was a good outcome. Everything turned out okay, but it was this UTI that she had had that was oh. really, it was asymptomatic. She wasn't having a lot of symptoms. Yeah. And if it wasn't for the fact that she was getting nauseous and throwing up, she very well would have been discharged. Wow. I know. Can you imagine? Anyway. So, wow. Yeah. So, you know, your bladder and your urine are important to your health of your pregnancy. Yeah. So I actually had a patient that had a kidney stone. Do you talk about kidney stones at all in pregnancy? Um, not too much, a little bit. Well, I go just ahead. have a, no, go ahead. Uh, I have a story. Yeah, please. So I was a young traveler. Yeah. Um, I've probably been traveling maybe a year and I was in the, the deep South Louisiana uh -huh. Yeah. And um, there was this triage room and I had this patient that came in with complaint of kidney stones. She ha had multiple kidney okay. stones in her past. She had this back pain. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah. She had, she was just like, it was on one side. She was like, I'm passing a kidney. So she was so uncomfortable. Yeah. She was pregnant 28 weeks. Okay. Would not, um, would not think that it was labor because of her because history. Because of her history, right? Right? Yeah. And ER is like, she's pregnant. We're not seeing her right. for this because they're, they're afraid. They're afraid. Yeah. yeah. And There's I only love... one unit in the whole hospital that's not afraid, and it's ours. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if a mama codes, I'm afraid. Oh, no, that's true. No, yeah. I want like, I now. want the ER yeah, yeah, to come yeah. to yeah, code my mama. It. I don't want to code But I will code... The we, all, we, are all, yes. we all need to stay in our lane, yeah. and it's okay. Yep. Like, it's fine. But they sent this lady up... And when she came to me, she was in a wheelchair. Okay. Half cheeking it. And you know when there's they're of, right, there's, when they're sitting half yeah. cheek in the chair, there's probably more than a kidney stone happening. I agree. Although kidney Although, stones well, are very uncomfortable. Yeah, because there's that kidney stone dance that they talk so, about that you know. Yeah, that is just really uncomfortable. But so, if she's growing a human. I'm right. Thinking. I was like, okay, what's happening here? Yeah. But I was down there by myself and yeah. I was like, okay, we're just going to get your pants off. Mm -hmm. Got her stood up, took her pants down, got her into bed. And she was like, <gasps> and you know, that is not a kidney like, stone. Oh, <laughs> that is not a kidney stone. And out came this 28 weeker, oh. like on that one grunt. Wow. Out came this 28 weeker and went, did you get help? Me. You oh, man. Yeah. Before anybody was in there, I have okay. a wheelchair. I have a mom with one pant leg on her uh -huh. ankle. Yeah. I'm in a triage room that's like so small. Right. So I turn on my like call light and they're yeah. like, can I help you? I'm like, I need NICU. I need everything. <laughs> I need everything right now. <laughs> I need a warmer. I need the beat. I need a doctor. I need everything. I need, I need like it was it was yeah. intense, yeah. but that baby did just fine. Oh, that's awesome. And so a couple of days later, I was like, you need to put in your baby book, was it a kidney stone oh, or a baby? Yes, <laughs> I love that. But it's like those symptoms yeah. can be masked by yes, history all the yeah. or like the presence of other right. anatomical things happening that are going on. And so if ever in doubt, just go in. I, I think, yeah. Okay. PSA people. Yeah. If you ever have, I will tell my ladies every single time I discharge somebody, I always tell them, I would rather see you seven times in one night, send you home every single time than have you sit at home and have something bad happen or not be reassured Absolutely. and not be able to sleep. So Absolutely. A hundred thousand percent. I realize a hundred thousand isn't a number, but, no, but that is... seriously, um, th we don't want to risk anything. No. So if you're in question, go in, just go, just yeah. go. Even if you think that you're going to be embarrassed and that you peed yourself. Or that it's silly. 
Yeah. You got to find out. Yep. You got to find out. And usually it's no just, regrets, no regrets. Exactly. So just go. Yeah. Just go. Yeah. Okay. Back to urine. Yeah, I'm sorry. So some other things <laughs> that urine tells us. Yeah. So it tells us about dehydration. Yeah. It also can tell us if we are spilling glucose into our urine. Yeah. Which is always abnormal. Mm -hmm. We should not have glucose in our urine. Um, oh, I have a good story. Okay. Ooh. So I don't know. This is a total like um, a story about one of my favorite shows. So I don't know if there's any Outlander fans out there. Oh, I do love you, Outlander. You do? Oh, I do. How do we not know this? I don't know. Well, I'm not through all this. Oh. episode like i'm not through all the series i think i'm in series three. Oh, girl you got a long way to go oh, okay man. outlander claire yeah one of my friends can say her name in a in a um in a nice like in the act the in the, in the, the rogue, accent yes the, the scottish accent. yes scottish thank mm -hmm. you i like yeah. yeah anyway and it's so cute i just love it and i tried to do i would never do it claire. in public yeah ah like that mm -hmm. but i just i'm scottish oh you i don't are. know i don't know how to speak um, yeah. from like I'm from Scotland because yeah. I'm definitely but man I know I just I feel it in my bones yeah Jamie yeah dreamy <sighs> okay so <laughs> anyway in one of the more recent seasons mm -hmm. I think now I'm trying to remember because I went back and rewatched it all before the last season anyway there is an episode where oh no it's not it might be one where you watched so um, I don't want to, you know, no spoilers or anything for those of you who yeah. haven't watched it yet, but she is in an environment where she's helping. She's a nurse. Yeah. And, and she tastes the urine. She tastes the urine. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Like, oh my gosh. She's totally checking if there's sugar in totally there. totally tasted the urine. But I think that's something yeah. that they did back yeah. in the day. Because it's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. But it tells ew. you. It's but, ew. But it tells you something yeah. about your patient. Yes. And there wasn't anything they could do for them back no. then because they didn't know about diabetes. But that's neither here nor there. Mm -hmm. And um, nowadays, thankfully, we can just dip it. We have a little dipstick. Can you imagine tasting somebody's pee? I, I don't think I actually would. No, <laughs> unless it was like somebody that maybe I. If you were back in the day, you totally would because that's the kind of nurse you are. Okay. Because I'm, I'm glad you feel that way about me. I don't know if I would do that, but actually, we're talking about Megan who leaves yes. a bladder 1800 <laughs> right. full. Right. No, I'm just like you did what you. Yeah. You did you what, do you what you did. Have to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it made her. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I know. Anyway, it just made me think about <laughs> that when I was going through this. I was like, I have to talk about Claire. Yeah. Anyway, so Outlander. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Yes. Oh my gosh, I, love it. I have an Outlander cookbook. Stuff. There's two. Anyway. What can you? Okay. <laughs> just look at, I'll share with you out there. Okay. Anyway, Outlander cookbook. Okay. So another thing that you can, um, that your urine can tell you is if you're spilling protein. Yeah. You also shouldn't really have protein in your urine. Right. There can be different things that can, you know, cause that. Mm -hmm. Blood. Um, blood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Blood number one, I think. And then, but also if you have a pregnancy illness called preeclampsia, mm -hmm. which we'll do a whole episode on preeclampsia, but that is um, something that just like your whole body, all your body systems can just start to go all wonky yeah. and you can spill protein. So that's something that we test for mm -hmm. routinely yeah. because we are concerned about preeclampsia. Um, blood can indicate um, a kidney infection or a disease. Yeah. Kidney disease. Or a stone. Or a stone. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Stones are painful. Um. Also, um, you can detect white blood cells. So 60% of women will get a urinary tract infection in mm -hmm. their life. I'm not surprised at all. Um, I have never had one. You've never had I'm one? I'm going to knock on some wood, baby. Okay. But that's me knocking. Yeah. Well, lucky you. 
I I have never. Well, I hope that that stays. I would the like course. it to be the case. Stay the course. Yeah. Yeah. They are very common in pregnancy. So common. Due to the physiological changes that occur during pregnancy, mm -hmm. such as ureter compression and decreased bladder capacity. Yeah. So they're. Because you have more retained fluid yeah. and a decrease in release of yeah, urine. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. the baby's squirting your bladder. Baby squirting stuff. So. <laughs> exactly. My grandpa used to say squirsh and marsh. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So pregnant women often present, and Christina talked about this a little bit, without any symptoms yeah. of uh, bacteria in their urine. And we actually check every mama at the beginning of pregnancy for yeah. asymptomatic bacteria with their labs. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe. We do a little urine sample yeah, yeah. just to make sure you're just, starting without yeah. an infection no, because totally moms don't know. Yeah. And I find people find out they, they have a UTI Yeah, and they didn't know it. I would say most of the people that we discovered mm -hmm. just in triage, they have no idea. Mm -hmm. They're like asymptomatic. None at all. Yeah. It's really interesting. Um, and then we did talk about premature, this, um, these infections can cause, pre cause premature labor. Mm -hmm. So anytime we have somebody who comes in who is premature and they are contracting, we always collect a urine. Yeah. Always. Yep. We don't always necessarily send it depending on yep. the rest of the assessment, but we always collect it just so that we have it. Mm -hmm. And because it can tell us a lot of stuff. Yeah. So it's really great. So what if you have some symptoms? Yeah. Yeah. What can you do? Well, there are some things you can do. You Okay, so you've heard about cranberry juice. Yeah. I'm sure. And everybody probably has they, a story about cranberry juice. Cranberry tablets. And the cranberry tablets, yep. the Azo cranberry tablets. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was kind of looking up. I wanted, like, some scientific evidence that this worked. Mm -hmm. Now, I have anecdotal evidence for myself. Right. Because there, I have been prone to UTIs in mm -hmm. the past. and. Yeah. If I, you know, I, the, there's pretty telltale symptoms if you are familiar with them. Especially if you're not pregnant. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're not pregnant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't think I had one when I was pregnant, but when I was not pregnant and you know, there's kind of, you feel like you have to pee all the time. You can go pee. You just pee a tiny bit it, and there's pain at the end of the urination. And you feel like you have to go again. It's actually to. really uncomfortable. Yeah. And when you have it, have one, like it just consumes your whole Mm -hmm. Right. So there's definitely been times when I went, I'm going to go get the cranberry juice. Yeah. I drink the cranberry juice. And then I am able to kind of manage without medication. If you catch it in time. In, I would say, the very first moments that you recognize yeah. it. Yeah. If you wait a day or two or three, like it's already progressed. And somebody no who way. is not familiar with a UTI might not know. recognize those yeah. symptoms right away. Because yeah, exactly. we, we as women, we ignore. We do. So much. So much. Yeah. It's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. But the science is actually mixed about whether or not these efforts are worthwhile. Or okay. Or futile. I would say if it's helping your symptoms. Then go for it. Go for it. Use yeah. it. But don't delay care yes because you're mm -hmm. down in the cranberry juice yeah but cranberry does contain proanthocyanidin okay i know i had to practice that word and this <laughs> inhibits bacteria sticking to the urinary structures so there is scientific evidence that cranberry juice does work right, right for this but it may not have enough of that to stave off inspection so sure. it just goes back to exactly what you just said right so yeah um Really, if you have a UTI, antibiotics are the way to go. Yeah. It's usually bacterial, mm -hmm. and um, you're going to get rid of it with antibiotics. Yeah, and in pregnancy, if you do not treat an 
yes. and a UTI. Bad you can get a kidney infection. Yes. And then you're going to find yourself in admitted to hospital, hospital. Yeah. Ha- hospitalized with IV antibiotics, yeah. potentially septic, yes, and can cause maternal yeah. demise. Yeah. So it is not something to mess around yes, with. Yes, I agree. So yeah. if you have any kind of question or concern. Not to get like crazy all of a sudden, like morbid, but really. But really, like don't the ignore stuff it. like that. Don't ignore yeah. symptoms. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So. Going from very serious. Hey, you didn't mention ketones. Oh, I didn't. And ketones are important. Talk about ketones. Did you look at ketones or am I just like bringing it up? I did not talk about ketones. The reason I bring up ketones is because there. when I was in the Deep South, I say the Deep South because it was in Lafayette, Louisiana. And I love Lafayette, Louisiana. Um, I just love the South. Yeah. The people are great. I just... Love my moments there. Yeah. But anyway, there was a physician there yeah. who who would always, if there was plus one ketones, she'd be like, give give her a liter. Oh my and gosh. if there was plus two ketones, give her two liters. Oh like, my gosh, and hilarious. she used it as like a Perfect. measurement of how dehydrated. Mm-hmm. But really, it's um, when you have ketones in your urine, you're breaking down protein mm-hmm. from your stores, your protein stores, right. which says... A, you haven't eaten in a while, and B, that your body is processing what it shouldn't right. need to process exactly. to keep functioning. Right. And so that there's something going on. Yeah. So if there's ketones in your urine, we yeah. can say, well, did you eat? Right. Or what do you need? You know, yeah. so yeah, it's yeah, another yeah. part of urine that oh, we look you at. Thank yeah. you for adding to that because that was yeah. not on my list of things. So very good. Anything else I missed with urine? Mm. Euro bilirubin. Uh, yeah, I didn't go into. Yeah, I didn't go into that's, that. That was that's that's real deep and deep, really yeah. very out. Like it's zebra yeah. land. Yeah. In the medical field, we call things zebras when it happens once in a million. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, okay. we'll just skip past that. We're but gonna, the ketones were good because yeah. we do we do look at ketones. Yeah. Okay. So there are some annoying bladder things in pregnancy. Yeah. So I remember with my last baby. And I was a labor nurse with my last baby, but not the first two. So I, I mm-hmm. knew some things, but you know, you always like don't know everything. Right. So I just remember I was peeing all the time in my first trimester. And I'm like, well, there's not even like any pressure in the bladder. And I'm like, what is going on? Why mm-hmm. is this? And I, you know, as a labor nurse, I don't necessarily put much study into like early pregnancy and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I did though, because I was invested in myself mm-hmm. and it turns out that you have like this increase in blood flow yes. to that area, yeah. which causes your that glomular filtration, everything to just work yeah. harder and more. I have some moms that that's their signal that they're pregnant. Yeah. Oh, they're that they're like, yeah, they're peeing. They're more. like they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that yeah. I think is really fascinating. So if you are peeing a lot, take it. Take a test. Yeah, take a test. If you don't know your brain. Yeah. <laughs> or you could have or you could have it. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. We could go real dark. Yeah. Pay attention if you're peeing yeah. a lot. You don't pee is pregnant. important. Yeah, pee is important. But yeah. if you are pregnant, it's your first trimester, just know it's totally normal to like wake up multiple times in the middle of the night to pee. Yeah. Because you're just your body's doing what it's supposed to do. And it's really uh, focusing the blood flow in that area where you need to grow yeah. a human. So Anyway, but it's really annoying. So, and then as the baby grows, obviously it puts pressure on the bladder. So this can cause a lot of frequent urination or incontinence. So anytime you cough, 
or laugh or sneeze or exercise, mm -hmm. you can, you know, expel urine. Yep. You hear about the um, moms who won't go on a trampoline. Yes. Because it's too much pressure on their yeah. poor little bladder. Exactly. That's mm -hmm. very common. Yeah. And we'll talk about stress incontinence yeah. later. Yeah, we will. And how to deal with that. Yeah, because mm -hmm. there's a whole, that's definitely a yeah. whole episode. So that is my segue into actual amniotic fluid because Ooh. lots of people pee themselves and they think it might be their water. Yeah. Okay. For all of these things. And sometimes you're just sitting there doing nothing mm -hmm. and it, it'll, it'll just happen. Your baby can give a little like kick, punch, punch, and then it's just out. Just, right? It's a little full in here. Yeah. I need some more space because yeah. the bladder moves the uterus. Yes. Yeah, it does. So it seems like, you know, it's a balloon, but when a balloon fills with water, it's got a lot of pressure it and it's got a lot of volume. So yep. it's going to move things aside. Yep. And if your baby's like, Hey, I need some more space. It's going to punch you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there you go. And out goes the And out urine. goes the pee. Yeah. And one of the things that, you know, I ask is like, did it have an odor? Yeah. And 99% of the time. No, no there's no, no odor. odor. There's no odor. Yeah. But the interesting thing is that amniotic fluid has an odor. It does. And when you smell it, you know it. It's not a foul odor. It's not. If it's not infected, it's it is just, just a unique smell. It is. And I, there's no, it's kind of almost sweet, I would say. It's like maybe. a sweet, plain sweet plain yogurt maybe i don't know mm, no i just yeah it's just an interesting it, it's you, unique there's when no you way smell to it you know it yeah um unless it's infected like then, choreo is like a yes, distinct a smell like odor. infected amniotic yeah. fluid but um when it's a normal fluid yeah. it has a specific odor that's not yeah. offensive at all yeah yeah anyway but if you're real hydrated, it's not like your underwear might not necessarily smell mm -hmm. like urine yep. or amniotic fluid too. I sure. mean, and especially if you're not trained nose mm -hmm. for amniotic fluid. So I think, um, you know, I asked that question because it's part of my assessment and getting the whole big picture. But I often think that sometimes people just aren't really sure what they're smelling. Right. So um, anyway. And you're not alone if you're sniffing your undies. No. <laughs> Seriously. Some people are like, I'm so embarrassed, but I sniff my underwear. Like, don't okay. be embarrassed. 98% of the population no. have sniffed their underwears. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Sniff no. those undies. Right. Exactly. Let me know what you're smelling. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, <laughs> look at your discharge. All that stuff. It's fine. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right. So just a tiny bit of placenta amnion physiology. Yes. This is very basic. Okay. So we can do a whole episode. Okay. Of this, but. So you have kind of two parts to your amniotic sac. You have your amnion, which is the baby side, mm -hmm. and you have your chorion, which is the maternal side. And these together make up the amniotic sac. This amniotic sac is like magic. Magic. This is a magical oh, sac. Oh, it's magic. Hey. You yeah. know. <laughs> so, so good. <laughs> And I personally, and Christina, I may be speaking for you too, but I love placentas. I love placentas. They are. I love membranes. They, I love all of the all things. Of Placenta. I, placentas. They, it is my favorite organ. It's an organ that creates yes, out of I was, nothing. I was waiting for this right here. Go and ahead. expels from yes. nothing. Yeah. Like when it's not needed anymore. It just it's goes like, away. I'll grow when you need me yeah. and then just get rid of me. It's fine. Yeah, it it's is. amazing. I and it, love it houses a, and a freaking and, human. Yes, it houses and supplies nutrients yes. to tiny little humans that we grow from a little tiny cell. Yes. It's crazy. I know. I know. I, I love them. I always 
I, this is actually probably influenced by a provider you work with, but I always encourage my patients to look at their Me too. placentas because yeah. how often do you get to look at your placenta yeah. for one? And I would say most people, if they're not offered, they don't care, but if they are offered, like 75% of the time, they want to see. Yeah. And if you can actually look at your placenta, you see how open yes. the inside of your uterus yes. is from that wound Yes, that just got, ex yeah. you know, it's, it's fresh wound in I there. Know. And that's why you're bleeding. Yes. And it explains and it a lot. It just helps you understand yeah. why you have so much postpartum bleeding yeah. because you have this big surface area that you had wound. no idea that has just torn away from your skin yeah. or your uterus. Yeah. It's not your skin, it's but if you skin. can imagine mm -hmm. a, a placenta on your belly tearing away right. how big that wound yeah. would be. Cause those vessels and, literally just separate. From yes. Each other. They're yeah. just like, okay, and we're I done know. now. I know. Okay. It's amazing. Fair. Yeah. And I love to pull up that sack. Oh, it's so cool. And show people where their babies. Because it's thick. It's so thick. It's thick. And it's yeah. like, wow, it's really cool. And actually I get to take a placenta to Megan's class yes. and um, share with, and their share students, with the students, which they is really, love it. it's really cool because it's the day or the week that I'm yeah. cooler than my son yeah. at your school. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yes. And he's like, oh my gosh, are you coming to the school? Because my I friends, know. you know. I know. But, and I um, totally like hyper up to the students. And so they, by the time they come, they're so, she comes, they're so excited. <laughs> it's, it's fun because placentas are cool. They're so cool. It's yeah. literally my Look at your learning. placenta. Look at and your placenta. Take a picture of your placenta. Take a picture. And if you have an interesting placenta, please send us the photos. Oh. Placenta because photos? we would love to yes. share that. I know they're graphic for some people, mm -hmm. but some placentas are incredibly strange. Yeah. But miraculous that babies survive exactly. a placenta that's abnormal. And we'll have a, we whole, episode do a whole episode on, on placentas. placentas now that yeah. we're talking about this. Yeah. Because they are amazing. Yeah. Sorry. And the amniotic sac is just as amazing yeah. as the actual placenta. And they're the actual sac inhibits bacterial growth yeah so helps to prevent infection and um mostly the chorion side which is which what is in contact with the maternal tissue which mm -hmm. makes sense right because that's what's exposed to bacteria versus yeah. this enclosed part of the amniotis uh in, you know helping to protect the fetus inside with no open way out unless it's broke yeah so the amniotic sac is amazing it has been for centuries for over a century i should say um used for wound healing because yeah. of its amazing properties it was it's primarily used for burns but it can be used for other types of wounds like too. i something about the eye too with placenta donation yeah. they they work on eyes yes, with it yes it's yeah it's really it's really amazing and then um it's often used for like chronic wounds that haven't responded to other more common treatments. So, the, and the, placentas are interesting because you don't well, have the graphically for the amniotic sac. Okay, but oh, placentas are used for, like the graft versus host disease. Yeah. You don't get that yeah, with a placenta, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's really amazing. Yeah. Like okay. Those, sorry, I won't placentas interrupt you and anymore. amniotic sacs. No, please, by all means, interrupt me. <laughs> anyway, so the amniotic fluid um, does contain lots of different components. It contains carbohydrates, proteins, lipids, electrolytes, lenugo. Oh. Yeah, which is baby hair. Yeah. Or fetal, fetal hair. 
Yeah. Um, Vernix, which yes. is the protective coating or that white stuff that you see babies born the with. Thick cream. The thick cream. That if you could bottle it up, it would be the best moisturizer yes. in the world. Yeah. It's what prevents your baby from being wrinkled, from being yes. in the water for a, nine months. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. don't wipe that away. Just rub it in because yeah. it's good for them. Rub it, in, rub it in, rub it in. Yeah. And then all, and then cells of all sorts, including stem cells. Yeah. So the amniotic fluid is really amazing. Cool. Um, so it has other functions too. It is primarily made of fetal urine. Um, and it has other properties, but it's primarily like the, the uh, volume. Yeah. And babies yeah. will take it in. Yes. And they'll expel it. Yeah. And take it in and yep. expel it. And it's sterile. So remember that yeah, when you're okay. grossed out about like your fetus drinking the urine. And you could have too much of it and too little of it. Yeah. 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 It's really interesting. Okay. So speaking of that, so, so at 20 weeks gestation, a fetus will produce about five mLs of uh, urine per hour. Okay. And at 40 weeks, it's about 50 mLs an hour, wow. which is actually more than like the average adult. Yeah. Or that you would uh, uh looking for for it to be abnormal. To make sure that your kidneys are functioning, functioning. Yeah, thank you. Up appropriately. Yeah. So like less than 30 is concerning in an adult. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a lot of urine. Wow. So they're doing a lot of work. They're yeah. like practicing breathing and drinking all this urine and moving around and all and that stuff. Working and their growing. kidneys out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So amniotic fluid, fluid um, also contains like uh, numerous defense proteins and cytokines, which are proteins that have an immune system role in control growth, which is mm -hmm. interesting. And um, antibacterial peptides, which are the building blocks of protein and many other antibacterial properties that are way over my head and difficult to pronounce. <laughs> I was going to put them in here, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take that yeah. as a loss. Um, so anyway, that's like the properties of it. Yeah. Just like, that's so many that's amazing so many things. things. Yeah. Oh, this fluid that just is there for a reason. And, and it's never created there. out of nothing. nothing. I know. It's, created it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So it also um, helps to cushion the fetus. Yeah. So it prevents injury from maternal abdominal trauma. Yeah. Um, it prevents umbilical cord compression. Yeah. Um, it has all of these amazing antibacterial properties we talked about. It can also be used as a diagnostic tool for several things. Um, you can test the amniotic fluid for genetic issues. Uh, yes. Like an amniocentesis. Like an, uh -huh. And, um, you can, so it has all of the DNA yep. from the baby, the baby uh -huh. is in that amniotic fluid. Um, it's, it's done. I'm not sure what the statistics are as far as they do it. I feel like it's done less often than it used it's to be done because our genetic testing has gotten so much better so from earlier yeah. in early pregnancy. I see it done, but yeah. it's, it's less often. Yeah. And there's also risks that come with it mm -hmm. too. So people can just choose to not do it. Yep. Um, Let's see. So when we're talking about like when people are going into labor or getting close to birth, yeah. we talk about um, amniotic fluid a lot yeah. in our business and it can be used as a diagnostic tool. Mm -hmm. So the color and the smell of the year of the amniotic fluid, how long has somebody has been ruptured? These are all pieces of information that yep. we need to take care of our patients. Um, 
So meconium stained fluid, this meconium is the first stool of yep. a neonate, but a fetus can also expel um, the meconium in utero. Mm -hmm. And it's often a sign of fetal stress or some kind of event that may have happened mm -hmm. or maybe a stressful labor, stuff like that. And um, it may require intervention at birth or may not. It kind of mm -hmm. just depends on how, what the baby is looking like when they're delivered. Um, historically, um, oh, going back to just the um, amniocentesis. Yeah. It can also be used to evaluate lung maturity. Yes, I have seen this happen. Yes. Um, where if you're like, well, maybe we need to deliver this baby early for medical reasons or whatever, yeah. you can do an amniocentesis. Yeah test the amniotic fluid and see if the fetal lungs are mature enough to make it safe worth the, the risk. Like the benefits of birth would outweigh yes. the risks of um, staying yeah. pregnant or versus yeah. delivering. Yeah. Exactly. So I have seen that done. Yeah. Even more so just in, you know, my, my experience. Yeah. Um, let's see. So healthy fluid is clear. It can be slightly yellow, but it's going to be like, you're not going to really be able to notice, mm -hmm. but it's generally going to be clear. So or it can be pink tinge or pink tinge yeah. is totally fine too. Yeah. If your um, cervix is dilating mm -hmm. and so that kind of yeah. impacts the color of the fluid, but, um, and we talked about the odor. It's not offensive. It's mild. Um, and, but the, um, the meconium is something that we are always evaluating in labor. Yep. So, um, you know, it can start off clear and then, it can become meconium stained later. Mm -hmm. um, what color is meconium? Well, the meconium itself mm -hmm. is like a, like a, it's more like a dark brown, black pasty, but when it stains the fluid, it looks green. Yeah. And so we kind of talk about it in different um, levels of staining. So is it light meconium, moderate meconium, thick meconium? You can have this like particulate particulate, which is like pieces of meconium. It almost is like pea soup. And that's how my daughter was. Yeah. Yeah, pea so soup. Can't, we can't wait for you to share your birth story about oh, that. It's, but it's a story. when you see pea soup meconium, it's very unnerving as a yeah. provider. And, yeah. you know, somebody who's taking care of patients. Mm -hmm. I recently had a patient who came in. It's actually an unforgettable story. I'm not going to share the whole story. But I was very close to catching this baby. Oh. She, there was no um, prenatal care. Okay. We were estimating 36 weeks or so just based on okay. her historical information that she was given. Okay. Um, she was kind of, anyway, I'm not going to tell too many details, but I was checking her cervix. There was no provider in house. Uh -huh. He was on his way. He was coming, but I, she was leaning over the bed. And so kind of in like a leaned over, um, position. And so uh -huh. I was checking her cervix from behind Okay, and the baby was right there. Oh, and there was no provider. So I was not removing my hand from her vagina because I was not going to let this baby fall onto the floor. Right. Um, but I, all of a sudden, her water broke all over me. Excellent. And it was the thickest piece soup meconium oh, all over me. Nice. And it was just quite memorable. I'll never forget it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Okay, here we Where's are. Where's the provider? Where's, get me a NICU now is what because I was asking Because the meconium for. all over you matters not. That matters nothing. It's the act. <laughs> it's, it's the whole, it's the, it's everything else. Like, I need NICU. Yes. I need a provider. I need to have this I need baby to... safely come into this world yes, with, with the appropriate the resources, resources yeah. available. Yeah. 
okay, did she deliver Sydney up? She did. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, because the provider yeah. actually walked in, and then she just had and, a baby. Yeah, and it was funny because he later told me, and we were we wear masks. Yeah, he said the look on your face said that I didn't have time to put gloves on, so it must have just been the look in my eyes. Yeah, I couldn't actually see my whole face, but he did have time to put gloves on. I oh, told him did. to put okay. gloves on. He grabbed a towel he was about to deliver. Yeah. Um, and I asked him to put gloves on because I felt like there was time. But as soon as he put gloves on, that baby came right out. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. What fun. a good story. You know, yeah. LND nurses are a little bit of adrenaline junkies. Oh, yeah. That's where I want it. So I don't want to jump out of an airplane like some people. Okay, and, you know, fine. But, but I, that was fun. Oh, no. That was that was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. As long it, like when it's a great outcome, it's yeah. such a great time. I yeah. live on that. Because like afterwards you're like have this yeah. high. It's yeah, like seriously. A, well, I've never done drugs really, but yeah. But uh, it it feels like a drug high. Yeah, yeah. No, seriously. What you yeah. Or what so you that's why I love triage because it's yeah. just like oh, it's like where I get my yeah, my kicks and giggles, I guess. Anyway. <laughs> you were in triage? Wait, you were still oh, in the no, triage? Oh, no, we delivered in triage. Oh, no. There was, oh, girl. Oh, yeah. Woo! No, we actually. There's, like, no space. Just a no stretcher. Space. It's a stretcher. Excellent. And um, there was meconium and blood everywhere. Yes. And, That's the um, best. But I you don't so notice much. it in the moment. Yeah. But the aftermath, when you look, when you're like, holy crap, this yeah. just happened right the here. Aftermath. And I was so glad there wasn't a patient in the next bed. Because it might scare her. Yeah. The aftermath of sex, baby. Exactly. <laughs> so the presence of meconium stained fluid is about 12 to 20% of deliveries. But it can be higher in pregnancy over 40 weeks. Okay. Because those babies, that just. The, yeah. They the practice their sphincter, I feel like. Yeah. They, they're like, I'm old. I'm going to poop. Right. It's exactly. Fine. It's time to go. Yeah. So uh, most of the time, it doesn't cause problems, but it mm-hmm. can cause problems after delivery. Yeah. Um, so sometimes some things that can stress out the baby and cause this like noxious event that could cause them to poop in their water. Yeah. Um, so a lack of oxygen and blood flow or fetal hypoxia. Mm-hmm. So there could be some cord compression. There could be some placental insufficiency, something like that. Some, mm-hmm anything like that. It could be, um, a fall or an accident or, um, you know, any kind of traumatic event. Yeah. Cord incident. Cord incident. Yep. Infection. Yep. Things like that. Um, so meconium aspiration, which is when the baby inhales the meconium into their lungs, into their lungs. Yep. This only, and this is what we're most concerned about. Like, yeah. Because who cares if they poop in their water, right? Right. Except for what we care about is, are they going to get a, so basically like on a, the way out, on the way out. Yeah. When they take that first breath, <laughs> yeah. are they going to suck that meconium into in? their lungs? Yeah. Right. And this only occurs in about three to 10% of births. It's really not that often. It's really not. Because babies yeah. cry and, and yeah. that gets all of that fluid yes. out of there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So if they do get this infection, they usually require NICU admission yeah. and antibiotics. Yeah. But most infants fully recover. Yeah. So, but anything, it is, it is definitely something that we are concerned about, mm-hmm. you know, when we're evaluating our yeah. patients. Okay. So that's meconium. Did you have anything to add? No, did I think that's anything? great. I feel like in the old, 
like in the olden days when yeah. I was a nurse, yeah, we did meconium aspiration at the perineum. So like the head yeah. would like, yeah. so if there was meconium, yeah. the head would come out yeah. and then they would suction the baby right yeah. then, like the mouth and yeah. a little di- like into the throat. And, um, but the recommendations, have the changed, recommendations have changed. Which I actually and love. I love it so love much it. because I feel like if the baby's crying, yeah then the risk of aspiration is very low and it's proven to be so scientifically. Um, And so I just love that babies can be more skin to skin and it's less fear provoking. Right. Exactly. It will require, like if you have meconium stain fluid, it will require um, in our hospital anyway, and probably most Most. places, a pediatrician to be present um, in addition to the NICU nurse um, being present, but they don't automatically um, just take the baby. They don't. It's just somebody there in case and really prevention is having the appropriate people in place so that if something happens, you can have immediate access to the right kind of care. Exactly. Yeah. So that's really great. It's, yeah. I just loved the shift of culture. Yeah. Like, we could probably do a whole episode on that too. Shift of culture. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. That's, let's do that. Yeah. That sounds good. great. Yeah. Okay. One last thing I wanted to talk when we're talking yeah. about what's the drip is. What's the drip? And it's not my son's clothes because he's like, I'm dripping oh, all yes. the time. What my is up with this? My son is dripping too. He's like his hair. His <laughs> hair is like, or the new jeans. He's like. I'm, I'm dripping yeah. today. What? Yeah. I got okay. the drip. Yeah. Okay. Well, that uh, that sounds bad. Are you wet? Like, <laughs> I want to be like, do you have the clap? Because that that's a situation. What do you mean you got the drip? It's um, clothes and it's cool apparently yeah. these days. Yeah, yeah, it is. I know. Well, I actually, being a high school teacher, I get to learn all of the cool yeah. new words. Sometimes You're I'm just like, me. you guys. Like, yeah. And I have one particular student who like definitely keeps me in the loop on things. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I, that's awesome. Yeah. So I kind of I use caps. I. Cat, you know it's cat. Do you know what that is? I'm cap. What? No, like cat? Oh, you don't know cap. Cat. It's like a lie. I learned this last year. Okay, tell me what it is. It just means a lie. So, like, um, I'll, you know, because I have a 21 year old and I have a 16 year old, so yeah, I need to try to be cool yeah, sometimes. Right. And actually, yeah. they really hate it a lot of times. But I don't care. So, if my son uh, makes something up or he's being dramatic or something, I say that's cat. It's like a lie. Oh, you should do that. You yeah, should, yeah. I'll be like, Ugh, that's cap. Yeah. Okay. You're capping. Cap <gasps> I love it. it. When I it. tell him that he's sus, he gets so mad. Oh, okay. No, now tell him that he's capping. <laughs> he's capping. Yeah, I he's can't gonna, wait. Yes, uh, yes. I know, Megan, thank you. Life of a high school teacher. That's anyway, great. mucus plugs. Okay. Oh, people. Wow. Mucus plugs. <laughs> it is a serious situation. <laughs> When you got the mucus and the plugish, <laughs> and thing. it's coming out of the vagina, <laughs> people fret about their mucus plugs. Mm-hmm. And I just want to tell everyone listening that your mucus plug doesn't matter. We would be remiss if we didn't say that your mucus plug does not need to come in a baggie. It doesn't. No, it does matter. The, it serves the, the office. It does. it does. It is very important. It's very important. But at the when end of pregnancy, it, it's okay. And nobody cares. Yeah. And if you lost your mucus plug yesterday, it can regrow. Yeah. Today. And you're having a contraction or two every 30 minutes. Yeah. You want to come in. And uh, by all means, please come in, right? We already said, right. like, come in because I can evaluate that. Yeah. you. But your mucus plug 
Like just, it doesn't matter. You can lose it the day before you have a baby, the moment you have a baby or three weeks prior to having a baby. And I feel bad because I'm joking because we see this all the time. And it's a really big cause for concern for many, many mamas uh, because it's like this big, chunky, gross thing. And you're like, what on earth is this? And it's concerning. Mm -hmm. But it's really it's not something it's not. that we're it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Don't bring it to me in a baggie. Yeah, I don't need and to see I a only picture say of it that, necessarily. Well, I don't mind looking at pictures. Okay, in pictures. fact, like bring me a picture. I don't okay. care. Because it's gonna give you reassurance. That's true. But when Whatever you bring it to me in a baggie, <laughs> it's a little lesson than I want. I don't want your mucus in a bag. Yeah. But I love looking at all the pictures. Yeah, that's true. So send up, you know, bring your pictures at every angle. Uh-huh. I'll look at them. Okay, very good. But leave the actual mucus in the toilet. <laughs> Flush it down. It's fine. You yeah. don't need that. You're right. not going to use it for later. You're not it's fine. Right. <laughs> and it can also come out in little pieces. Yeah, too. it can small little chunks and you might not ever, ever notice even it. Know. And that's fine. But it can be gross. Super and like really congealed and, congealed and, and it's really, gross, and you're like, "What? What is happening?" And it can yeah. be stringy, like yeah. a foot and a half string. Like it stringy. can be a serious yeah. situation, gross, and yeah. I get why that would freak you out. Yeah, and I feel bad just making fun of it, but it's just kind They're of funny. Really, like it's like so you a, know. like don't like, worry about it. It's like a big booger. <laughs> it is. It's a giant booger <laughs> for your, your cervix. cervix. Yeah, and <laughs> it 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 has a purpose. And the purpose is to keep out pathogens. Yeah. And keep infection yeah. away from your baby. But when it comes out, it just means like, okay, like maybe we can have a baby now sometime in the next month. Yeah. yeah. Or if it comes out, it's going to regenerate even. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it, like it keeps your body yeah. really is very it protective. Will, yeah. Yeah. And so um, it will regenerate. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So just a few other little things about this fascinating plug. Um, So it can, yeah, it can expel. We talked about all the different times that it can, Um, but it's generally like you're looking at like a clear blunted blood. It could be blood tinged, Mm -hmm. thick, gooey, gooey, very gooey, gooey, stringy, maybe even a little greenish. Yeah. A little greenish. Uh Yep. But not, not foul odor. No foul odor. Yeah. And it can come out in one big goopy glob. A little mm-hmm. at a time, or you may not notice at all. We talked. Yeah, this does not indicate labor. I guess that's my Never. point. It does not indicate labor. Now, mm-hmm. can you lose your mucus plug and go into labor? Yes, sure, absolutely. of course. But your mucus plug is not the reason that to... you've gone into labor, right? Especially if you're not having any signs of labor, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like a contraction. And this or is two. this is <laughs> we're giggling because. People come in and they say, I've lost my mucus plug. Yeah. And so they like expect the, to like have a baby right the now. The baby's going to come yeah. right now yeah. because the mucus plug came out. Yeah. And that's just not how your body works. Yeah. And the reason people think that is because they don't listen to our podcast. Exactly. And they don't learn this right. information. Right. Um, and so we're here to tell you that your mucus plug is very important. It is very, it serves a very, very It's vital very gross person. to many yeah. people. It's yeah. like a huge booger yeah. for your cervix. Uh, if it comes out, that's fantastic. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. But if it comes out and you're contracting consistently, yeah. come on go in. in. Come in. Go in. It's and so easy for us to evaluate you, labor. Yeah. And if you just don't know, 
come in just go in yes or always. call your provider because yeah. they might be able to save you in the air trip yeah that's yeah. true because yeah. it just yeah, costs money and time now one thing that i just put at the end of my notes that i wanted to just say so we've talked about urine yes we've talked about meconium yeah we've talked about your mucus plug and how we don't want you to bring it in a bag however <laughs> We will talk more about this, but we do want to know about your active bleeding. Oh, so, yes. If you are bleeding, bleeding just is come on in. Yeah, bleeding is not okay. Spotting after intercourse, yes. that's fine. Yep. You sneezed, you had a little spotting, it's on your that's tissue, okay. that's okay. Yeah. You have blood running down your leg, you need to put a panty liner on, you need to. Anything like a period that you would anything. be having, go come in. in. Don't even waste yep. your time calling because yep. we want to see you. Yep, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So that's it. What's the trip? What's the drip? <laughs> well, it's not my son's clothes. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> you guys, we are having so much fun yeah, doing this podcast. And I hope that you all are in enjoying it as well. Yeah. And we want to hear from you. Yeah. We want your likes, your dislikes. Yes. Your reviews. Yes, please review. With, with words. Yeah, with words. Like the five stars are great and we're loving every yeah. single one of them. But if you could just write a little, like something. a little something, what you like, that gives yeah. us encouragement to keep yeah. us going. Um, but also in order to bring you fabulous episodes, we need your stories. Yes. And we need some vagitales, some breastimonials. Yeah. Um, so if there's a story that you're willing to share. Your birth stories. Yeah. Any story. Yeah. Any story at yeah. all. It can be anonymous. Yeah. You don't have to share who you are. You don't. But I want to hear about it. We want to yes. hear about it because this world is crazy. Yeah. And I know that some things are very personal, yeah. but if we could just share with one another yeah. what we've experienced, yeah. we might not feel so alone. Yeah, exactly. Cause if it has happened to you, it has happened to somebody Absolutely. else. I promise you there Absolutely. are billions of people in this world. Yeah. With vaginas. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, with that, yeah. go on over to www.theaos. 411.com and submit your story. Yeah. And um, let us share it if yeah. you don't mind. Yeah. And you can find us on Instagram. Yes. At the AOS, right? The AOS. The AOS 411. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, and you can also find us on, on Facebook. Facebook at the Aftermath of Sex. Yes. Yeah. So there's lots of ways to connect with us and let us know what you think. If you have, you know, things you want to hear or things you don't yeah. like or something, we want to hear it all. Cause we want to tailor what we're um, putting out for you guys. Yeah. We are always fascinated about all things yeah. this. Mm -hmm. um, and so we want to hear what you want to yeah. hear. And if you have any like crazy questions or you, I mean, there's yes. no crazy questions, but burning questions, que burning questions that you have about women's health or pregnancy Sentiment. or anything like that. Because we will find an answer for you. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, you guys. Okay. We hope you feel somewhat enlightened today. Yes. And mm -hmm. have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye.